from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hi, I'm Aaron Tveit. I played Trip Vanderbilt on Gossip Girl, and we're re-watching The Grandfather. Welcome back, listeners, to your one and only source into all things Gossip Girl. You know you'll love it. XOXO. Hello, and welcome back to XOXO. I'm your host, Jessica Zor. For today's episode, we're rewatching season two, episode 19, The Grandfather. This is a really great one. After losing Yale, Blair self destructs and shows a side of her that we have never seen before. <laughs> but most of all, there's a lot about Nate in this episode. He wrestles with his feelings for Vanessa and Blair, reunites with his family, and faces all of these crazy pressures that comes along with being a Vanderbilt. And guess what? Today, an on-screen Vanderbilt is joining me for his first ever episode of Gossip Girl, Aaron Tveit. Aaron plays the golden boy trip. We'll dive into his relationship with Nate, his wife, and family. Aaron's also just a star any way you slice it. Broadway, TV, everyone loves working with him. His talent is just beyond. I'm just super pumped to have him here today. So let's just jump right in. Aaron Tveit. Hi. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> this is so funny, isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah. Just like podcasts everywhere. I didn't even like, I listened to podcasts, but before doing this, I was just not as aware of like how many people are doing them, how many there mm-hmm. are. There's literally, it's like an app. Like there's just a yeah. podcast for everything. Like there's yeah, an app yeah. for absolutely everything. Have you been having fun doing it? 
it's been fun because I'm, it's literally like a walk down memory lane and I never saw a lot of the show. So it's just like bringing me back and like yeah, also yeah, yeah. seeing everyone's like what they did with their scenes. Cause you, you read the script and you did your storyline and went mm-hmm. about your, you know, your day or your week or right. whatever. Right. So it's been fun, but it's also like great to like see you. It's like connecting me again with people I haven't seen in years. Now, I was trying to think, I don't think I've seen you. The last time was probably in LA. I can't even remember how long ago that was. It's been years. Gotta be years, like at least years. Yeah, that's so crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I was just with Ed and Chuck. Chuck, Ed, (laughs) just watched the episodes. The characters, (laughs) Um, Nate, Susanna, Aaron. It was, it's nuts. But everyone sends their love. Oh, it's great. And yeah, we had a little like thing in South Carolina. How? I mean, you are just you're killing it. Life's good. Life is good. Yeah, everything's good. Busy. I just finished. something and now I like have time off and kind of no plan for what's next for the first time in a long time. And I'm actually very super. That's awesome. That, so that's good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's good. But how about you? Congrats on the baby and everything. I, <laughs> being a mom, <laughs> the craziest thing and, and the best, but yeah, it's, it's awesome. I definitely, yeah. I got pregnant in the beginning of the pandemic, not mm-hmm. planned. It was a surprise and the best sure. surprise that ever happened. But um, yeah, so now I'm just like in that mom mode and, awesome. you know, doing this and kind of back and forth between LA and Arizona. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And are you in New York right now? Yeah, still in New York. I mean, you know, I go out there when I need to, but I, I'm here. I've been here. I've been working in Vancouver a little bit as people right. do. And yeah, now I'm back here and just get ready for fall in New York, which is the best time. So, Which is the best time. Yeah. And you know, like you always kind of, Sebastian was that way too. And Phil, like everyone, you guys were always kind of just based there and you popped yeah. wherever to work and then back yeah, there, exactly. which I think is like the best way to have it. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It's like, you know, and I, I don't know if you remember that, like I'm from New York, like I grew right. up just outside of the city. So it's, for me, it's always been, you know, it's not, it's like my, my life is here too. Like I'm not just here to work. Like all my friends are here, my family's close. So that's always been a very, I've, I've always felt that that's like a, been a saving grace for me is that I've been very connected to that part of my life too like while being here so it's been yeah it's a nice it's like always been like a really nice balance for sure because sometimes like I wish I had that when I was in LA like when I first moved and like left my family and friends that was a very hard thing also LA can be very isolating sure and then you're in this like career or you know industry where it's like very hard to like figure out okay yeah this job is coming or these hundred aren't coming and yeah (laughs) where are my friends and where's my family so that is I I Wish I had. Yeah, that. I, was, oh, yeah, I was really fortunate that I got got to kind of weather that with people that I knew, you know, really close. So I was looking, you know, now like with some distance, looking back, it's like, oh yeah, that was a really lucky thing that I had, and I'm really grateful. Yeah, for it. yeah, that's awesome. Well, speaking of that, let's. I'm I'm sure everyone listening knows this is Aaron Tveit, and he played Trip Vanderbilt. So we'll get into the rewatch in a minute. But can you tell us like how you got into acting and? like where you studied and, and all that, because it's your, your whole like career and path is like very fascinating and, and beautiful. Oh, and for those of you that have only seen him on Gossip Girl, cause this is a rewatch of Gossip Girl podcast. Mm-hmm. Let's like learn a little bit more about you. Cause you have a lot more than, than this role. <laughs> yeah. It, um, you know, I, oh man, how did I even start? I like grew up not really I mean, I like did the school play every year in high school, but I was like, not like a theater kid or anything. I mean, I say that when I'm sure people roll their eyes because they're like, well, that must be nice. But uh, no, I just, I went to school. Actually, I went to school. To, I went to Ithaca College to study music. I was a, I was a voice major 
they have a great music school there. And kind of the year that I spent away from acting was like, oh, I really, I really missed that. I wasn't happy being a voice major. Had some friends that were studying, studying acting there. They kind of said, why don't you try that? And I said, okay, I'll try it. Because like where I grew up, I didn't know anybody that was an actor. I didn't like none of my family, no one in my family's an artist, um, a performing artist, I should say. I just didn't know that was something you could do. So I didn't, you know, I didn't pursue it. And then, uh, and then I switched to acting my sophomore year of college. And then I got cast in the national tour of Rent halfway through my junior year. So I was only studying acting in college for three semesters. And then I got a job. Wow. And that was wild. Which is awesome. So you're like, maybe this is the right, this is my calling. Yeah, like, maybe like, something's right. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but to what you're saying, like about when you're in something where your family's not in it and it's not like something that's like a ton of your friends are doing or like a regular thing, it's a kind yeah. of wild thing. Like when you say something to someone like, yeah, I'm going to go, people are like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. Can you even make money? Where do you, what do you do about that? So that's yeah, like exactly. dope that you were like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and I think too, like, you know, we're, we're a little bit older than maybe the kids today. So you know, back then it was like, you go to college, you finish college, you get a job, right? Like it was, it was a little more formal than I think it might be now, uh, you know, for better or worse. So it just was never on my mind that I could do this. And then, yeah. And then I started working and then I was like, oh, I, I'm in, I'm absolutely in love with this. Also like that show in particular, I had just, I just seen that show on Broadway, maybe two, two years before that. And was like, that kind of also seeing that show kind of blew my mind because it was like, oh, this is like music that I would listen to, but in a musical right. head for that. So yeah. So once I kind of found it, I just poured everything I had into it. And then it kind of went from there. I, I got, I got really lucky a couple, you know, really good breaks when I was young. And then I tried to kind of work as hard as I could to keep it going once I got to New York and uh, somehow I did. So <laughs> it, was, it, it was good. Yeah. So that's kind of how I got into that. And then actually Gossip Girl though, was one of the first television jobs I had. So I, I moved to New York in 2000, the end of 2005, 2006. I had been doing Hairspray wow. on tour. I came here to do Hairspray on Broadway. And then- And you were in Next to Normal at the time, weren't you? I was, yeah. So I- Wild I actually, Aaron, come on. I watched, you know, I watched the episode yesterday and I was like, okay, <laughs> when did I, when did we shoot this? So I figured it out. So I had auditioned for, I think, I don't remember exactly which part, but I had auditioned for something in the first season that I didn't get. And then I was doing Next to Normal in Washington, D.C., kind of the pre-Broadway version. And I got, a, you know, I got an audition for Trip. Or actually, actually, I think in, in the audition, it was Skip, not Trip, which was. Skip. You know, okay. I'm, I'm Trip. I'm into Trip. Skip's got to go. Trip is good, but that was also <laughs> hilarious. But yeah, so I, so I made a tape while I was down there. And then I came back uh, to New York and I was still doing Wicked when I came back to New York shot these two episodes of season two. Then I did the, the bunch of episodes I did during season three were while I was shooting next to normal. So during that time, that fall, because I did five or six in a row in season three. Right. And that was like shooting the show, going to next to normal at night, or if the shooting day went too long, somehow I had it worked out where I didn't have to go to next to normal. So it was just <laughs> like, you know, there I, I remember telling people at the time, there was like a six week stretch where I basically didn't have a day off because- you know, next to normal, we had two shows Saturday and two shows on Sunday. But I was, I was basically in a new Broadway show that was a big hit, and I was on this amazing television show that I had loved and watched. That was so New York centric at the time. Like right. the show had, it really had its finger on, you know, kind of what was going on in New York, and I mean, even the music. I mean, watching that episode back, I forgot that that MGMT song. Was oh in my that god, episode. it was! It brought back like all the feels. That reminds me of New York. It reminds me of Gossip yeah. Girl. It, sure. uh, 
Oh my God, you're so right. I also think another episode, I think that, you know, we're, I know we're not doing all of them, but also I think Bad Romance premiered yeah. on an episode, Lady Gaga song the next season. Yeah. So they really, they really- And she were. came on. Yeah. Lady Gaga right. came That's on. Right. That's right. And you know what's crazy? I knew you were on, I couldn't remember how many episodes you did, but I'm like, I know he's in season three. And then I know there was some sort of arc, but I couldn't remember. It's just been so long. But I remember too that yeah. like the producers and Chase and I would talk about like everyone was just so pumped to have you. It was just like crazy that you had, you were doing that play coming to set. Like, cause a lot of times, even if you try to do that, Oh, and never you, like try out. to map out. You could, they would yeah, be like you take one or the other, either do the play exactly. or do the show because it's just not. Yeah. So that's awesome. It was a weird thing, I think, with my with the contract on Broadway. It was like I ha already had it in my contract because I had done those two episodes in season two. So oh. then when I went back, I had something. You know, I think the Broadway producers didn't expect. They thought it was going to be like that was it, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah, you can keep it in your contract." Well, then it turned out that you know the show wanted me for then, you know. Then the show wanted you. Broadway wanted you. The audience, the fans, yeah, everyone's so, like, "We so, need more Aaron." Listen, so it worked out. It worked out very, very well for for me in that way. But yeah, it was um, it was really cool, and it was you know, I kind of instantly you all embraced. I I felt, and I've you know everyone on the show and you all specifically like embraced me so quickly and, you know, Chase and I became really good friends. And I remember the, you know, the scene watching the thing that that first scene on the street, that was my first scene I shot. And I think after that, I like went and got barbecue with Penn and Chase. And I remember like we went out and got food after, after yeah. we got back late. And it's just like that, you know, that doesn't happen all the time. So I just felt so kind of welcomed and embraced by everyone. And, it was just a really, really fun thing. And it was like, yeah, you know, I was, was so unjaded. You know, I was like, oh, I'm fine to wait in my trailer for three hours. I don't care. I'm on set. Like, it's like, I didn't have that thing. Call where me I was whenever. Like, I yeah, have nothing yeah. else going on. No plays. No, nothing to no, study. Yeah, no, I was so happy to be there. So it was so fun. And that's what that watching the episode yesterday, I was like, oh, wow. Right. I was like, I had no idea what I was doing, but it was like, it was just fun. It was so fun. It was fun. And I also feel like you brought a real like, you were super professional. You were a great actor, you know, because sometimes you don't know on, on certain shows. They You get a guest star, they come on, they freak out. Yeah. They're not really sure. They're, you know, and, and not that they're not good. Sometimes it's just the situation you you put people in. I, I It's for me, sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, this is very, like, nerve-wracking. But mm -hmm. you came on with a real confidence and calmness and really, like, were great. And you were also just cool. You weren't it, – it felt – I don't know if you remember me – telling you this i'm like you just don't seem like this like actory actor who's like <laughs> going to do a play and coming here you just had a yeah. real like not that there's anything wrong with being actory i don't even no. know what that means you get what i'm saying no no i don't but you yeah. just had a yeah which i really always liked and i always remember that about you because yeah. I, I expected maybe because yeah someone who was just like taking their play yeah. and reading it in between scenes which you might have been in your trailer which is also fine i no, just no. just liked your like coolness and calmness yeah. well, thank you no it was yeah. uh it was just it was like i said it was a dream i mean i i remember telling people at the time they're like wait you're on this you're on this hit television show and on the hit show on stage at the same time and i was like yeah i don't really know what's going on so i'm just gonna enjoy every second of it and it was uh it was awesome it was really really that's awesome, awesome. Yeah. and then we'll just real quick one more question about theater and then we'll get into the rewatch but how were you when you found out about your your Tony Tony nomination? And then let's talk about the win. Yeah, I mean, well, again, amazing, incredible. But all of that was, you know, it kind of happened during the pandemic too, right? Like, you know, Moulin Rouge was, we were nine months into the run 
when the shutdown happened. Right. Uh, the show was a huge hit and we'd been working on it for, I'd been working on it for almost three years already at that point with, with development and everything. And so, wow, you know, that was in March. And then we found out in October, we didn't know what was going to happen with the awards and also like set to that backdrop awards also seemed kind of like so trivial. Does this even matter? You know, there was all these questions and then ultimately they decided to go ahead with them. And, uh, I think it was October. Yeah. October, the nominations came out. I was in, I was in Vancouver working on something else. And again, like I, you know, it was my, it was my first nomination. And so I was so, <laughs> so dumb, blown away, excited. And it was also yeah. strange because I was the only nominee in my category, which had never happened before. So that was kind of a weird thing. But then I just said, you know what? I, I'm not letting anything take away from this. And, and then of course it took, I think I'm, it was the lo- like the Tonys then weren't until the following September. Usually the nominations are in May. They happen a month later. It's like, boom, boom, done. So we, all our nominations came out in October of 2020. The awards weren't until September of 21. But Wait, again, almost a year, almost a year. Yeah. And what, Whoa. and actually the Tonys were, we reopened, brought Rouge reopened on September 24th, 2021. And the Tonys were September 26th, 2021. So it was kind of a saving grace though, because we went back into rehearsal. All, all I was doing was being focused on the show reopening. And then, so the Tonys were like, oh, they're happening. So it kind of got me out of my right. head a little bit with that. And then, <laughs> but it was nerve wracking because even, even in the theater for the show, there was a chance that I was not going to win. So I had no idea. So that was like, it was a big, it was a, it was a wonderful moment and tremendously grateful, but it was also like a big relief because it was a lot of stress. Involved. Oh my gosh. Well, that's again, so amazing and so awesome. Thanks. And I don't like having that feeling as an actor. It's like, I'm sure you, you, you go and do your performance and you're just doing the best that you can do to bring yeah. this character to life. It's not like you're like, I'm going to do this because I know this is going to get me a nomination or, yeah. or win. Cause that's just not how it works. So absolutely. Yeah. And I've never been, you know, I, I just, I really love doing this. You know, right. Every facet. So it was, it's only like, uh, the biggest cherry on top of all that. Right. Like I, I, I only wanted to find like a career as an actor and the fact that I've been able to somehow continue to work and continue to work in all these different areas. That's all I ever wanted. So that kind of recognition is just, uh, it just, it made me feel seen by my peers in the theater community. I think that's the best Mm -hmm. way I can describe it. Like I really felt seen and that's, it was such a big, that was like the biggest part of the the gift of it to me is that I, it was just like one moment they said, we see you. That was kind of what it felt like. Aw, I love that. Yeah, it was really nice. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) You're like, yep, it felt real good. (laughs) From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind. So you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. Okay, so let's get into this rewatch. So we are rewatching The Grandfather, season two, episode 19. The episode title is based on the movie The Godfather, starring Marlon Brando, Al Pacino, and James Caan. Okay, so this is where we left off. The seniors at Constance put on a chaotic class play, leading to heartbreak by the finale. Nate bared his soul on stage, Blair hit rock bottom, and Dan discovered that Miss Carr was the one sabotaging Blair. All right, and let's let's get into the episode. So here's the episode logline. Devastated by the recent plot twist in her life, Blair turns her back on her prestigious way of life in favor of a more wild and unpredictable lifestyle, causing Serena and Chuck to have a serious concern for their friend. Vanessa convinces Nate that it may be time to forgive and forget when it comes to his mother's family, who abandoned Nate after his father's scandal. In a misguided effort to be completely honest with each other, Lily and Rufus agree to share lists of their past lovers. Eek. All right, let's get into it. It starts off with um, Vanessa and Dan just walking on the Upper East Side. It's snowing. It definitely wasn't really snowing, right? It it couldn't be. Really? I don't know if it was or if it was like there was snow on the ground, so they had to pivot and add something in, right? Because right. even, vo- even in the voiceover in the beginning, it says like spring on the Upper East Side. <laughs> and then there's like a little joke about it, like still being cold. So I feel like they probably ran into something where it wasn't supposed to be snowing, but there was and snow And we just had to ground. make it work. They had okay. to do something. Yeah, that's kind of right. what I, I had the same thought when I was watching it, actually. Yeah, because I feel like sometimes you have to, they'll stop filming something because if it's not going to match on the turnaround, then we're screwed for the whole half of the day. But then they really only used one way, like one, one shot to you and and Chase and one shot to Dan and I. Anyways, it's snowing. A a decision was made somewhere. Yeah. Yes. Someone's like, we're, we're on a budget. We got Mm -hmm. a time (laughs) hard Mm -hmm. out. Um, Okay. So they're walking and this is the, your first scene. And the first time we meet trip, which I do remember that because a lot of times too, you don't do your first scene the first day. Yeah. It never works out that way. Yeah. No, you're yeah. like doing the last scene, kissing someone before you even know their name. You're like, wait, we just right. met one minute ago and now. Okay. So you're, we meet trip. And what I love about what I'm finding and watching doing these rewatches is there is so much that goes on in one episode. Like someone dies, there's like a love child, you come back obviously. So now I'm like, oh shit, we're, we're meeting a Vanderbilt. Like now there's going to mm-hmm. be so many more jaw dropping bombs that are going to happen soon. <laughs> And yeah, I just remember too, like trip, like walking to the Maserati and I'm like, I love a Maserati because they're like, (laughs) 
classy and chic, but yet kind of flashy without being yeah, like yeah, too yeah. loud. And I, for some reason, when I was thinking about that, watching it, I'm like, that's kind of what Trip is. Like yeah. he's very discreet, but there's a lot going on there. Like there is a competition with Nate. Oh, yeah. He is this political guy, but like, is it for the right reasons? But yet he's like super calm and chill. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm like, he's yeah. kind of like a Maserati. <laughs> yeah. I remember that car being parked on the street and I was like, oh, this, I was like, this is mine. This is like, <laughs> I rem- actually do remember. Like, oh, okay. But all that kind of informs everything you're talking about too. Right. Like, I, like I think like that day I was trying like not to look down the lens. Right. It was like one of my first days. <laughs> I'd only been on a set like a couple days before that. So I was like, I feel like I kept spiking the lens, like doing that thing. So I was just trying to get through that scene. That was right. rewatching it. I was like, I was actually, you know, it's so cringy, right? Like you're, re- you're watching yourself, especially from like 14 years ago. But then I was like, okay, got through it. Good job. You got through the scene. <laughs> and you were great, but it is true. It's like you're hitting marks. It's like fake snowing, snowing. Oh, the yeah. lens is there. The car's there. there. I mean, there's a lot going on. And you're, yeah. it's new. Like it's a yeah. new character yeah and trying to like create like uh some kind of history dynamic with chase when you we've never met like it's like the same thing like you're trying to kind of tell all that story with not a lot of runway so but another thing kind of this is overall the episode i remember people uh, first of all i have to say of all the work that i've done (laughs) gossip girl is the thing that i can be anywhere on the planet and someone will say oh my god you're that guy from Gossip Girl, right? Which is crazy to me, but it makes sense because it, especially like in the last few years when it all was on Netflix and there's like a whole new generation watching it and, and all of that. But the thing that people always still say to me is like, man, you played like a real prick. Like you were an asshole. <laughs> and I like, I, I think at the beginning I was like, no, I'm not. Like, what are you talking about? And then watching that back yesterday, especially our scene, which I'm sure we'll get to, uh, right. the scene we have at the bar. I was like, wow, I was re- I really went full, full prick on everyone, like really went there. Yeah, you did. But again, the way it was, I don't remember how it was written, but the way you played is kind of that like slick where you're like, now watching it, I'm like, oh, he was definitely trying to tell me that he knew I didn't know that. But in the scene, I'm playing that. I remember, oh, he told you about our trip. Oh, no, it's this. It's just like, even the way you kind of like bounce stuff. I'm like, wow, he's got like, this like sneaky swagger a little bit. But it's also like coming from like, it's kind of a shitty place. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> also like those for like you know this job a couple other things that i did after this like my first like four or five television jobs it was playing these kind of guys like and I, I don't know what this says about me it's like a guy that looks like he's a nice guy but is like a complete not a nice guy <laughs> right it's like it's like tricking everyone like they were they right. were hiring me to like say like oh he's gonna be a nice guy and it's like oh no no, no he's actually not he's actually a terrible guy <laughs> he's actually <laughs> terrible human. but you know what you're the total uh, you're not that at all that's how good of an actor you are obviously <laughs> but it's also funny like sebastian with carter he's yeah. like this sly always oh, yeah, has something yeah. up his sleeve super like nasty and like he couldn't be like more sweet and humble, no, obviously no. too. It's his acting, but that the character Carter. Yeah, like when he when he came on screen, I was like, oh right, I forgot like how slimy he was too, which is oh the complete God. opposite of him in real life. Yeah, yeah, but it's almost like they had to have some of those to play around, you know, yeah. Chase and Penn or Dan and Nate, just because they were like kind of grounded in the sense of always trying to do the right thing. Yeah. I mean, it's wild the way they what they've all done in one. In season two. And I'm like, I cannot believe what all goes on. I know. <laughs> um, okay. So then we get to Chuck comes by Blair's again. And he's bringing her a gift because he found out that she is not getting into Yale. And right. he is just shocked. Speaking of Carter Bazin, when he comes out of the bedroom, half undressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 
such a scandalous scene. That scene is so scandalous. Like, yes, and it, isn't Blair just like in lingerie? Yeah, and Chuck's like, "Hey, well, you shouldn't be partying alone." And she's like, "I'm not." And the car, <laughs> Sebastian walks out. I was like, "I was like, whoa!" I didn't I like, even hey, remember this. W, you know what I mean? <laughs> also, some of these one-liners, like Sebastian says something like, "What are you, the good cop and bass cop?" Like I was dying. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And there's a lot of bass puns. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to play Where's Waldorf all day, Chuck says, or something. I was like dying. Really good. Because- <laughs> really good. <laughs> um, okay. Then we have like the parent situation, which I don't remember that I cared this much about these storylines when I was reading the scripts. Not that yeah. I didn't. It was just like, okay, this is Lily's with Rufus now. And she was with Bart. And now she's with Rufus again. But now watching it back, I really love, I always knew that I loved how Kelly played Lily, her layers of like trying to keep it together as a mom and fight her love with Rufus and make it work with Bart and be a stepmom to Chuck. She really liked the colors that she added to Lily and brought out. It was, is really like beautiful to me, but this situation with Rufus and Lily, when she wants, (laughs) when they want to make a list of their lovers, I'm like, this is just a bad idea. Anyway, you slice it. Oh yeah. That's like, it's never going to go well, which is so fun, but it's also really well written though, because then that whole scene with Blake you know, or Serena's one that's like, mom, you can't tell him right. this stuff. Right? You <laughs> like a, a daughter telling their mother this. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, like you can't show him that you like that slash is on your sheet. Right. It's like <laughs> that just can't happen. <laughs> but no, so I agree. True. Like their relationship is really grounded. And I, that, you know, I haven't I hadn't watched that episode probably since it came out either. And so to kind of watch that. First of all, the show is great. You know what I mean? That's the other thing. Watching it back is like, wow, this show was so kind of pitch perfect for the time and it holds up really well but yeah no the their relationship is really grounded and it's really interesting i think with what you're saying too like there are these two parents that are trying to hold all this stuff together but at the same time you know are, are really having this this great story between them yeah it's really yeah it's cool to see it was good and you always are kind of like like rufus that you kind of do with Dan, he's always just trying to do the right thing and make it work. And he's like, well, you didn't want to say it. So let's not talk about it. You know, he's always like trying to find like the peace in everything, which I like. And so is Dan. But then we say this almost every episode because it's wild. Dan does that. But then he's also so nuts because he ends up being Gossip Girl. So he's actually like, he's he's doing the exact opposite at all times, right? (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, wow, he's doing the right thing. But he just literally threw everyone under the bus in the same moment. Mm hmm. Now, let me ask you something. Is is that something that was a, obviously was a bomb for all of you too, right? Like y'all yeah. had no idea who that was going to be. It could have been anyone, right? Yeah. And we didn't find out until like the last episode, wow. like that week or whatever it was. And I don't know, I can't, I, I asked Josh and Stephanie this once and I can't remember if they knew all along. I feel like they did. And, but I feel like watching some now or when I would read the script, I'm like, it's definitely going to be this person or I'll watch something. I'm like, maybe it's this, you know? Right. But I think that they kind of knew because he was a writer and yeah. because he was kind of an outsider, like it made sense once, once they kind of said it, but yeah, throughout, we didn't know, which. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you mean because yeah, he, he is, he is kind of out even when he, and you know, this is also the way I think the pen went about it, which is wonderful. Is it even when he kind of, finally got in with everyone he was still kind of outside of it all right right? it's like that distant like observer thing so it does you know it makes it does make a lot of sense too when you think about it that way yeah even like this scene when we come to where the reunion is for the Vanderbilts this like next little scene not little huge it's where the whole episode takes place 
But when we're walking with Nate and your grandfather and all of Dan's little one-liners, I'm like, (laughs) oh, maybe I can, maybe I do realize what this is like. It was just cracking me up because I do remember Penn being like, am I just saying one-liners after everyone's big paragraphs? Like what's Mm -hmm. going on? Where did we film that though? That is out. I couldn't remember. It's out in um, old Westbury, Long Island. Okay. It's like a big estate and it's, it's actually, it's the house from American gangster. I know it is. Yeah. It's like where it's like, uh, Amanda Sante who plays like the mafia guy in American gangster. That's his house. Like there's a scene with Denzel and him on that back kind of where you and Maureen are having a scene. Yeah. Game. There's a scene that Denzel and, and yeah, it's this, it's this big estate out, uh, out Long Island. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember where we were. I'm like, Long Island. Was it like, did we go to New Jersey? I like didn't know. And the helicopter, I do feel like there was like a situation where we're like, we need to get like certain things in like a couple takes. Like we can't keep. (laughs) No, this, I I remember the situation. It was freezing outside. Freezing cold. And we all, we all got to like duck in that limo between there was a limo that we got to duck in and all the other poor people that were background and everyone else were just standing out the elements and it was cold enough. But then when the helicopter landed, it kicked up all the snow and basically made like a blizzard outside. So that was the thing. So that's why, again, a decision was made. They were like, we can only do this once or twice because once they had a real helicopter. Yeah. Because it was freezing. And they'd have to match the snow so they would have to re-put it down that's right that is where we were warm i do always feel bad about that like even when you have like a trailer and then you're like wow camera crew extras whoever and and they don't get to i'm always like yeah it's always uh i always feel bad about it too but yeah Mm -hmm. but that was a that was a thing that was like really ridiculous because it was so cold it was freezing and that helicopter just kicked everything (laughs) 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 well they had a helicopter come in but you know james not needs a helicopter so it makes sense totally and even when Dan's like, oh, it's fine, low. Maybe there's like a hot, must be a hospital oh. nearby. You're like, no. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. It's grandfather's ride. Too, yeah. <laughs> grandfather's ride. Oh, my. Also, the fact that I just continually call him grandfather is, I think, amazing. It's amazing. It was a super great, I think it just adds to that. That's like, mm-hmm. of course, Trip would call his grandpa grandfather. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And okay, so when when he walks out of the helicopter and comes up, like we're, we find out at this moment that your grandfather doesn't know that Nate's coming, right. but right. you kind of insinuated to Nate that like, you should come. Oh, yeah. It'd be great. So Nate's under this, imp- you know, has this impression that he's going to see his grandfather, grandpa. I'm going to just say grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like, why am I? No, but when he sees his grandfather that he knows. So Nate's yeah. kind of, and he was already kind of tripping on it. Like when he talks to Dan and Vanessa and wasn't even sure about going because he hasn't talked to anyone after the whole scandal with his dad. So he's kind right. of in this space where he's like, well, why would I go? They all kind of just left him high and dry. Like he didn't have anything, which for someone in high school to go through what he went through with his parents and then not talk to his family is a really difficult, I would imagine, place to be in. Yeah. Especially because seemingly like what you said to him in that scene too, like they were really close and he shared with you how close they were. So yeah, so to kind of be abandoned by, by that right. at that age is really tough. Yeah. You forget that these, they're all in high school. <laughs> that's the other right. thing. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a, yeah, that's really hard. I don't know. I, I, I thought it was like a big, um, like an olive branch. You know what I mean? I, I think that trip really does care about Nate. And even though they have like this kind of very competitive, non-competitive thing, I think he, so yes, yeah, so I think, 
I'd like to think, or maybe this is how I went about it, even though everybody thought I was just a, not a nice guy. I thought it was like a big olive branch, right? It's like, yes, I'm not telling him the whole truth here, but I'm very confident that grandfather will welcome him back. So why don't, you know, and maybe they're both being a little headstrong and not making the first move. So maybe I'll be the kind of inter- intermediary here a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't think Trip had his intention was to have him come and have it like blow up in his face. No, I no, think no. he knew I like it gonna go well. it's gonna yeah. go okay. I don't, yeah, yeah. And that scene was played so well when he walks out of the helicopter and comes up. It was just played so like subtly and great. And you, I felt yeah. so like happy for Nate because he's just been through a lot. It's a really nice moment. And again, shout to James Naughton because he's awesome. And but yeah, he yeah. played it beautifully. They edited it beautifully. They really let that hang for a minute. They didn't cut that off. It was really, I thought, I thought the same thing. I was like, Oh, that's actually a really nice moment. Yeah, for sure. No. Um, and then what about when Blair, when we start to see Blair coming undone, like she's like stealing glasses and she wants to be someone different and nothing that Blair would do. The comedy that she brings to this is like, I was dying laughing at the actual reunion or party when she's like, busting everyone out it was oh, it's so funny and the way yeah i mean layton is i i've always thought layton's very very funny but yeah the kind of when she gets to be unhinged like that it was yeah. really really great yeah to kind of just watch her dealing with all those people in that way yeah it's it's really it's really fun it was really funny and then when serena's talking about whatever went on and um with carter with the greek yeah. police and all this stuff we don't know what happened right I don't think so. I was they just to, they kind of leave that. I was like, I want to know what happened. Yeah, I I don't remember. I was like, right. Once they started talking about that, I was like, oh, I knew that was gonna happen. I was like, oh, I know they have I know Serena has something on him. I don't know what it is. And then I don't think we ever find out what that is, right? Oh, I don't even remember. That's the thing. Yeah. I'm like, are we gonna yeah. find out in a couple episodes? But it clearly was obviously something so gnarly that he's like gonna leave town right because then he just leaves immediately right right but this is basically what's happening chuck and serena they're basically like hey blair's coming undone because of carter like carter's like brainwashing her or something is that basically what they're i think so or he's or he's just a really bad influence bad influence yeah Yeah, he's and i guess serena knows that because he was a bad influence on her at some point so yeah i think that and obviously chuck hates him so he's trying to get, get them but yeah i think that they just think in this very low moment for her with all the college de- you know, denial or whatever happened that they're just trying to get him away from her and it works. Yeah. <laughs> like, and a they pulled it Dubai. off. He's like, I'm not going to Dubai. She's like Santorini. He's like, I'm going to Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm on the plane. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind. So you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. Nate and Vanessa have talked about and planned a trip to Europe. And Trip comes up to Vanessa and nonchalantly, but not really, mm-hmm. <laughs> drops the bomb on Vanessa that Nate's maybe getting into politics with the family. Yeah. Also, the thing that made me laugh, I do this like weird, like, I think it's because I was trying to like, show the trip was maybe a little drunk right i do this like really awkward hug to you you know what i mean like it's like a little it's like a little creepy like i get like a little it's like a little too in your space i do like a double high i remember being like oh man that that's a that's a choice and it somehow made the edit you know what i mean like right yeah but if i it like worked it was definitely like a little too swarmy it's like again like he looks like he's means well but there's something there's something a little off there yeah Right. Also, I remember in that scene too when I, because that was one of my audition scenes, the, the mm-hmm. scene we played at the at the bar, and it was a longer scene in my audition. And this is something that informed, I think, what how I went about it. I had this whole line about how I wanted to go backpacking in Europe during college and go to like the Ross Killed Music Festival. And basically I had to give that up and stay and do this internship. Right. So that was a, that was in my audition scene. And so that and then never into, in the, it never was in the, you know, it was probably something that just got cut in a version from, from the, the shooting script, but it made sense. Right. Cause, cause the fact that I knew that you and Nate had these plans. And it, so basically it was the same thing that happened to me. Like I had these plans to go have this like bohemian summer, maybe find myself, maybe go another route. And it got, I basically instead had to step up to the plate and deal with this family stuff. And so, right. That, that's it. That's an interesting thing. Then watching my cousin do it. Right. It's like, right. well, part of me is like, well, it's your time to do that. And another part of me might be jealous that he was maybe going to get to have the experience that I didn't get to have. So it's like that. It's, it's a sticky, right. It's like a sticky thing. It's like, you know, so, so I, I think that's also where it plays into me maybe. And also you, again, like if this guy's really an asshole, you being a bit of an outsider, you your character not really being of the same upper crust as the family. So to kind of manipulate that a little bit was uh, was fun. It was a fun thing to kind of yeah. Because it was we're coming from two totally. I'm like hey, and you're like yeah, and then I'm like heartbroken, and then like cut to a little you know moments later, Vanessa standing there, and Nate kind of says sorry and walks up and takes this internship and and here's the thing. It like touched me in a way when, when Nate goes, what does he say? Um, 
well, my grandfather believes in me. It was like he, yeah. it was like the one thing he just needed after everything he'd been through. And yeah. I feel like when I was watching it, I'm like, wow, that was like so sweet. And then later yeah. in the episode, when Vanessa comes back up to him and says, well, I believe in you too. And I think you should do that. I was like, that's, that's a good girlfriend. Like, let him do what he needs to do. If that's with his family, like you can go to it on a trip any other time. I thought the same thing. Even the scene that you, the two of you had when you were having pierogies and he gets called by trip to go out the way that the way that Vanessa, the way that you said like, no, go do that. Like that's such a adult way to handle that moment. You know what I mean? Like don't expect like an eight, 17, 16, 17, 18 year old kid to do that. That's like such, right. a, such a wonderful, actually that's, I know it didn't work out, but right. that's like a wonderful, healthy way to go about that in a relationship. I was like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I thought the same thing. That's what's funny too, watching Vanessa back. I'm like, there's certain things where I'm like, this girl can't stand the Upper East Side, but yet she's like dating Nate. She hooked up with Chuck. I'm like, what are you doing? And then she'll do stuff like that where I'm like, you are sweet and you are mature and you are trying to be. And, but yeah, I thought the way she handled that. And then she goes to the Humphrey loft and she's with Dan and Jenny. And I think she can feel that it's like over. Yeah, And I think think when you're in a relationship and if you do really vibe with someone, and I do think her and Nate had a connection. I think there was something, even though they're very different in so many ways, I I think they found something in each other that they really, really enjoyed and liked. So I do think she felt that it was over. And maybe if all the stuff with Nate's family didn't happen, right? If he had had like kind of a normal household and last couple of years, then, then maybe Nate and Vanessa really would have had a shot. You know what I mean? But I think that he's just in a place where that's like his wound, man. And like right. once his grandfather said, I believe in you. It's like, he just had to. Yeah. And know. I kind of get it. Like watching now I get it, but I'm yeah. also like, yeah, it's, it's, it's too bad. It's sad. <laughs> you kind of get it. But also that's a, that's really brilliant writing because it keeps Nate really likable. You know what I mean? Right. It doesn't make him seem like he's all of a sudden abandoning you it's like you get it you know and that's really smart writing because they don't you don't want your you don't want your guy to be that unlikable right so you you have to keep they have to keep all of you right and that's the other thing i kind of learned from this show and other and you know cut to when you're a you know i was a series regular it's like a lot of the function of these guest stars especially that are well written with really good arcs is to kind of be a mirror and bounce all the stuff off the series regulars right so it's like I got to, my job is like to come on and kind of be a piece of SHIT. So it made Nate able to be the good guy, right? Right. That's our function in in these situations. And I think they did that really well with this uh, this storyline. They really did. It's, you're 100% right. The way you articulated that was perfect (laughs) because it's really true. Like it helps build the the storyline and his character and what you like about him, but also like opens your eyes to other things with everyone. Because of you coming in, there's a whole nother dynamic you see between Nate and Vanessa, which because we're breaking this down, it makes sense. Like when you watch it as a show or when you're doing, you know, you're you're not looking into it like that. I just think the show is really well written and it's things like that. It just like it, it functions in a, in a really specific way in a cool way. Yeah. What do you feel about like the whole Nate and Blair thing? Oh, I just, well, it's, you know. Well, cause it seems so fast, but at the end very of it. Fast. It's very fast. I did have the thought though, like the scene they have on the porch when, you know, yeah. Blair says like, oh, or one of them say like, remember the first time you came here, you were 12 or 13. And I yeah. thought, oh, right. These two are. They have a history. They're, they're each other's first love. They're each other's first everything. Right. So there's, so at this moment for both of them, 
where everything seems not settled, everything seems to be slipping away, to kind of go back to that place that feels really safe for both of them uh-huh. makes sense. You know yeah, what I mean? So totally. At, you could think like, oh, that's really fast, or oh, that's really messed up because of the situation with you, but but you kind of get it again because for these people, you know, going back to each other is like a safe place and a place they remember when they were both not dealing with all the trouble that they're dealing with right then. So again, even that made sense, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's also Blair too in this, like late in what she did with her everything. And like, she's like coming undone at the party. She tries to seduce Chuck, you know, then she's like sitting there really being vulnerable with Nate. Like there's just so much going on and yeah. I, and that's exactly what it was. She, it's a safe place with Nate because she just yep. like <laughs> outed everybody, <laughs> embarrassed everybody, literally is like pushing Chuck away when he's trying to be right there, like getting down with Carter Bazin, who's just bad news. She's just, yeah. there's a lot going on there. And and yeah, she finds but this everybody, like- Everybody navigates it so well. I mean, I, everybody's so good on the show. Like all, all you guys, all the cast is just like everyone- like you're saying, you're dealing with all this different stuff, but the turns that ever it all it all is it's great. That, that yeah. was awesome. I was like, oh right, yeah, everybody's everybody's so good on the show. <laughs> it could it could go off the rails real quick. Like everything right. you just said, like that. I think that's taken for granted. Like what you just said, Leighton, the stuff that she navigated in four scenes. It's like that right. could go off the rails real quick, but it never yeah. does. Really doesn't. No, and you could depending on how someone plays it or how they edit it, it could be something where you don't find the where you like her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Her sitting there and kind of being so vulnerable and talking about when they first met and doing all that brings you to a part where you forgot that she was just an asshole to a bunch right. of adults. Or it doesn't even like, matter, adults or not. And it, she was. This is the whole show. Doesn't the first episode, isn't it all, all about that the two of them are together, but then yeah. you find out that he had this thing with Serena, right? That's kind of the right. deal. But it actually brought me back to like, remembering when I watched the first episode, I was like, oh, right. This whole show started with these two, these two as the thing. And I was like, right. oh, well, there it is. You know, right. so it's, it's a good show. It's good. I know. And <laughs> and I feel you're probably like laughing at me because I get like really into it. And it's fun because I never watched it. So now, and I don't know if it's because I'm a mom. So you never watched any of it. You never watched any of it. I had maybe seen like six episodes because in the wow. very beginning, a few of us got so no. And then, you, you know, sometimes you see scenes at like ADR. Yeah, right. But you don't, that's, you're, you're doing ADR. So it's not like I knew what was coming after. And not because I was like, I think we were just working 15 hour days. We were missing. We didn't have, I don't think we had DVR. No, there wasn't DVR yet. Yeah. So if you missed kind of the the airing, you know, at least like everyone didn't have DVR like, like we do now. So yeah. I'm sure I probably could have asked someone at CW to just send me (laughs) things, but I hadn't seen. So this has been so fun for me, but my sister the other day was like the way you talk about it and get so intense. And like, she's like, it sounds like you're like the biggest fan. And I'm like, well, it's just because it's so exciting. And I think because we were there filming, I'm like, wow, what we did was pretty rad because it really is a great, (laughs) it's a great show. Really, really good show. And I don't think, I know knew that at the time. I knew it was a hit. I knew the actors were great. I knew the writing was great. But I think when I'm seeing it all together with the music and with everything, I'm just like, wow, they really hit. They hit it. You know yeah, what I mean? Really, yeah, totally. Okay, let's get back to <laughs> Lily and Rufus. <laughs> and he's basically like, let's just leave the past behind us. I mean, I still couldn't believe she wanted to do that. And Serena said something funny to her. Like, what did she say? I wrote it down. 
mom, it's going to take him 20 minutes to get through just the 90s alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sneak right. a peek at his little black book before you drop drop the yellow pages on him. I'm like, yes. oh my God. That's so fun. That's a funny line. It's funny. But um, do you but like Lily? The way, that they're, the way that they're painting Lily, it's like she just was really just going with all these rock stars, man, and just really having a good time. I mean, in yeah. good living her life, I guess. Yeah. And it's also like, funny because it's almost like parallel like this past that she had but she's not like ashamed of it is almost like kind of what happens when you meet Blake and the pilot or Serena yeah, yeah like, it makes sense. you know like you come on and you're like this girl has some crazy past we don't know what it is but we know it's not great you know yeah. what, whether it was rehab or drugs or they don't let you know but you know that it was something kind of like you're worried about her but Blake also played it in such a way where you didn't care what it was you yeah. still wanted to like kind of go on this journey with her. And I feel like they kind of do that with Lily because no, just a couple a episodes, we find out they have a love child. Rufus and Lily have a kid, which I'm like, what? That makes a lot of sense because that's something that I always thought was so interesting about the show in general and the way that Blake, Blake played it, but also in their casting of Blake, right? Like she's so caring and likable as a person. She's so warm to everyone. So to put her as this person with this really dark secret past that is not kind of talked about, it's just a really interesting thing because as an audience, what you're, what you know about the character is not what you're seeing. Right. So it's always this kind of this, it's like at cross purposes. So I just think it's the way she went about it. Having her be that person is really interesting, but you're absolutely right because that's how Lily is, right? She's actually arguably like the most regal person on the show. Like she's almost has this like air of being, She's like an heir of royalty, the way that she kind of plays the part. Yeah, so, even the way she is with like her how she walks and holds yeah, everything. I mean, she's, and she's yeah. drooping in designer clothes. She's yeah. so kind of elevated. And then to hear that she was like partying with Trent Reznor and Slash, <laughs> like it's like what? <laughs> what? You know what I mean? It doesn't make yeah. any sense. <laughs> totally. But it's the same thing with with Serena and and, and Blake. So yeah, that's yeah, really, that's a nice parallel. It is. And it's like, again, like it, it unfolds for me, at least, where I'm like, well, now this kind of makes sense. I would have never really thought about that before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you want to do the closing Gossip Girl quote? Do you have it? Oh, yeah. Let me find it. I had it. You know, the one thing we didn't talk about for the episode, and if you want to, is the football game. Okay, wait, no, I want to talk about that. That was still that same day. I don't know if we shot everything that one day. Yeah, I think we were there for a couple of days. The thing that I remember about, and it was also, I think, maybe what bonded Chase and I immediately is kind of both being former athletes is they had all these stunt guys that were supposed to do that whole thing. Like we were going to do it. And then we were like, no, 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 no stunt guys. We're going to play football. We're going to tackle each other. And we just went for it. And it was that whole sequence. So you guys of- never did use no, stunt No, we doubles? never used stunt guys. Yeah. It was one of those things where the stunties come and then they're just standing on the side. Right? Oh. No, all those, all that stuff was us, but it was so fun and also me in that stupid yellow sweater but i remember <laughs> it was I remember so asking, fitting though i remember asking the costume people like i'm gonna get this so muddy and dirty is that okay and they were like yeah go for it and i was like all right cool i'm gonna go yeah for they're it. like we have 15 don't worry yeah right 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 <laughs> yeah. but i was gonna ask you watching this back did you feel like there was some sort of like wedding crashers vibe situation oh, yeah. oh, like yeah. i looked over at brad i'm like this is definitely like even the way you did something with the ball felt, and I'm not saying you mimic that by any means. Yeah. Like did something that made me think of like Bradley Cooper right away. And then there was yeah. like, it just was very wedding crashers to me. 
Totally. And that's something I think Bradley, Bradley Cooper is that part in Wedding Crashers is so funny. It's and that was, uh, that was ridiculous. definitely in my head when I read this and what it was, especially with the football, you know, it's like the crab cakes in football. That's what Marilyn does, right? Like that, that that's like, they have that scene where they go too hard in Wedding Crashers, but no, that was definitely <laughs> in my head for this whole, this whole thing. Yeah. Well, I think it turned out like great but i yeah i thought for sure you guys had stunt doubles not because i didn't think you guys could do it just because i thought one if one of you would have gotten hurt right that'd have been a really hard couple of days to shoot yeah um two yeah i just the way it like flowed i'm like wow that just seemed very like choreographed even Mm -hmm. though yeah no that's just awesome one of those things so very cool yeah i love that um let's do the quote and then let's um if you want to tell us anything we should be looking out for all right, well, here's the, here's the quote. Oh, boy, this is going to be great. <laughs> Springtime, a season for rebirth and new beginnings. For some, it's a chance to turn over a new leaf. For others, it's the surprise of seeing something bloom. But for yours truly, it's a reminder that on the Upper East Side, everything old can be new again. XOXO, Gossip Girl. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh my God. Also, you, Kristen what, Bell what did great. Kristen Bell, yeah, I was just gonna say. Yeah, I mean, you were great too. But I mean, when I no, listen no, no, to no. it now, I'm like, whoa, you know, like, what, what a gig for her. She's like, oh yeah, I'll just go in the booth and do my little voiceover for this episode. Yeah, for ten minutes a day, you know, probably yeah, ten minutes a week. Um, okay, so what can we look? I mean, I know you're taking a break, which you de- deserve, and I'm very excited for you to just kind of like check out and do do you for a minute. But um, is there anything or charities you you support that you want us no, to look I just, into? Uh, I just finished, um, I'm on this Apple TV plus thing, uh, Schmigadoon is a musical, it's a musical series. We did our, we did one season that already aired, but we just finished season two. The second season is called Schmicago. I don't know when it's, I think it's out sometime in the spring. It's, uh, yeah. it's a great show. Keegan-Michael Key and Cecily Strong from SNL are the leads and the rest of us are a bunch of musical theater actors who also do I love that stuff. and it's all it's like a parody love letter of all these different musicals so Chicago Apple TV plus probably oh sometime in the spring check it out and I uh, can't wait okay great okay it's really fun and uh I mean St. Jude uh, FedEx or the, the St. Jude organization is kind of the thing that I I, uh, I that's like my charity that I yeah support the most me too yeah. I love them they're the best so yeah yeah oh well, thanks for coming on. Doing this. This also, is so by the important. way, speaking of St. Jude, what's really great about them, if anyone listening doesn't know, is that no family sees a bill Nothing. for when their kids are going through the treatment and all that, which I think no family should when you're going through something like that. And that's a big part of it to like try yeah, to get these kids. Like the most, I thought that was the most striking thing, you know, Me too. going there is like you hear this, people say the same stories that they're so caught up in what's happening and their child. And then like right at the end, like when they, they're about to deal with it and they say, oh no, and this is all taken care of. And no, they just can't even believe that that's possible. So it's yeah. really not, you know, not to mention that it's like the, one of the most advanced cancer places in the world and it happens yeah. to just focus on children. It's amazing. Yeah. I love that you're, you support them because me too. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And I love that you came on and did this. It was super Thank fun. You for having me. So, so great to see you. So great to watch the show. It's awesome. Yeah. And if we all find ourselves in New York soon, like Chase and Sebastian yeah. and Leighton and stuff, we'll have to get together. That'd be awesome. Yeah, let me know. Yeah. Aaron, oh my gosh, I'm so happy <laughs> that you came on today. You are just a rad human. So humble, so wonderful. 
We loved having you on the show. Everyone's a huge fan of you from Gossip Girl to Broadway to everything, everything that you do. People just really love. And that's pretty radical. Um, Listeners, I'll see you next week. I have another great guest coming on for the rewatch. You might know her for her fashion or her messy relationship with Serena, but that could also be a lot of characters. So you might just have to wait and see. All right. I can't wait. Till next time, XOXO. XOXO is produced by Propagate Content and me, Jessica Zor. Our show is executive produced by Ling Lee. Our producers are Diego Tapia, Kristen Vermilia, and Hannah Harris. Original music by Moxie and Loon. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. BostonProper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit BostonProper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.